0: Sometimes you need to take control to make a difference. That's why with FlexPath from Capella University, you're in control. Set your own deadlines and leverage your experience to move at a pace that works for you. Discover a different way forward at capella.edu. Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right. One month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today.
1: xzbn.net
2: You're listening to the X Zone radio show live and around the world on the Talk Star Radio Network. Visit us online at www.xzone-radio.com. Fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Exone everyone, my name is Rob McConnell, and for the next four hours I'm your host and your guide as together we cross the time space continuum to this place that I call the Exon. It's a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. It's a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. And when the Exon comes to you Monday through Friday from ten PM Eastern until two A. M. Eastern on the Talk Star Radio Network and our fine family of broadcast affiliates. Across Canada, the United States, Central America, the Caribbean, South America, the Pacific Rim, 20 Asian countries, and across Europe. If you'd like to give us a call, our toll-free number is 1-877-528-8255. Now, that is toll-free throughout the U.S., Canada, Alaska, and Hawaii at 1-877-528-8255. My email address, xona@talkstarradio.com. And you can chat with us, listen to us, and watch us from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada at www.xzonetv.com. And our main site is xzoneradio.com. On tonight's show, a good friend of mine joins me in the first hour. Her name is PMH Atwater. We're going to be talking about the big book of near-death experiences, the ultimate guide to what happens when we die. Hour number two, Dr. Harold Katz will be joining me at the ten germiest places in your life. And I don't think he's talking about bars at this point, gang. Uh, He is uh, going to reveal surprising places where germs are waiting to make you sick. Hour number three, Robert Lancaster is the man behind a very popular website, StopSylviaBrown.com. And in hour number four, for one and all, we have tarot card readings with our very special guest, the official tarot card reader of the X-Zone radio show, Tara Green, will be joining us. And now, if you would like to get your tarot cards read by Tara, try saying that one now a little fast. Our toll-free number is one Once again, one 877 And yes, she does play with the full deck. My producer tonight at Master Control is my good buddy, Batman. Hey, Batman, nice working with you. And, Batman, did you know on this day, April the 30th, in 1789, George Washington was sworn in as the U.S. first president? Yep, he really had it tough. Uh, There was no previous administration to blame things on back then. In 1904, the ice cream cone was invented, and the two people who were most impressed, Baskins and Robin. And, of course, on this date in 1952, Mr. Potato Head became the very first toy ever advertised on TV. After only a couple of days on TV, they dropped their slogan, This Spuds for You. Today is, can you believe it, the end of April already. Where did the month go? It seems like 30 days ago. We were just starting this month. By the way, uh, today is Spider-Man's birthday. Kirsten Dunst turns 26 today, and NASCAR's Michael Waltrip is making his 45th lap today. And Willie Nelson, believe it or not, is celebrating his 75th birthday today. And good old Willie insists the smoke is from his birthday candles. There you go. And to all the listeners of the Exxon Radio Show who are celebrating their birthday today on April the 30th, happy birthday to one and all from everyone here at the Exxon Radio Show, the Exxon TV Show, the Talkstar Radio Networks, and our worldwide affiliates. When I come back from this two-minute commercial break, I will be joined by my friend, PMH Chatwater. We're going to be talking about her book entitled The Big Book of Near-Death Experiences, and I'm going to hold it up for our TV audience. and. This is why it's called a big book. It is a big book. one is toll-free. My name is Rob McConnell, and you're listening to the Exxon Radio Show, live and around the world from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. And we will return right here in two minutes. So whatever you do, don't go away. Don't get abducted by aliens. Don't go swimming. Don't do anything.
3: Get a coffee and come back to your radio. We'll be back. Don't go away. Show live and around the world on the Talk Star Radio Network. Visit us online at www.xzone-radio.com.
2: Welcome to the Exxon, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell. PMH Outwater is our very special guest. Near-death states can be traced back throughout history, and they occur to anyone at any age, including newborns and infants, and remain vivid and coherent lifetime. And joining me to help explore the world of near-death experiences is PMH Water. She is the author of The Big Book of Near-Death Experiences, The Ultimate Guide to What Happens When We Die. And PMH, welcome to the EXO And how are you, my dear friend?
3: Well, I'm just fine. And it's such a thrill to be back with you again.
2: Oh, we love having you here. You're such an upbeat person.
3: (laughs) You were giving that list of birthdays, and I happened to think Friday, Mm -hmm. this Friday is my son's birthday.
2: And how old is your son going to be? Fifty-one. You had him before you were born?
3: (laughs) Uh, You're so cute. I try. (laughs) hard. Well, I get to be seventy-one later on.
2: God bless you. Seventy-one, and you've been doing all this work, and... Well, uh... I'm
3: not quite seventy-one yet, but yes, I've been doing near-death research. You Mm -hmm. know, I'm a field worker. Yep. Uh, All of my work is original, and I've been doing this work for plus thirty years. Ever since I died.
2: But you came back.
3: Yes, I did, three times. You know, when I look back Mm -hmm. at my own three experiences, I had three in three months in 1977. And uh, I sort of lovingly call it the heavenly sledgehammer effect. (laughs) You know, if that doesn't tell you what I was like before I died, I don't know what will. You know, it it took three in three months to turn me around.
2: You and I were talking earlier this week, and... You came up with something that no one else had thought about. And I'd love for you to share this with our audience.
3: What was that? Give me a hint.
2: Well, if we come back, we never do die.
3: Oh, oh, yes.
2: You see, I remembered.
3: (laughs) Well, I'm glad you did. I I just got back from a trip to Tucson, Arizona, and I'm still a little foggy.
2: Well, I understand Tucson does that to everybody, so you're okay. (laughs)
3: Um you're referring to the most oft repeated phrase mm-hmm. that near-death experiencers give or say after their experience. And that phrase is just four words. Always there is life. But you know, if you look at that, always there is life and really let it sink in. What it means is there is no afterlife. There is no before life. It means always, on some level, somewhere, in some dimension, in some form, in some space, we are always alive, living, in some way, very much us. Is it's, it's like this this promise of, of forever. Mm-hmm. That promise can really be counted on it it really is true so if we look at near death experiences or other impactual spiritual experiences transformations of consciousness kundalini breakthroughs you know the the whole genre if we look at all of those and really focus on what they're saying they're really all saying the same thing which is that life is eternal
2: you know, it makes a lot of sense if we are energy. Energy never dies.
3: Right, right. They're, you can't you can't get rid right. of energy. You can change how it looks. Mm-hmm. You can alter its frequency. Yes. You know, you you can do all kinds of things with energy, but you mm-hmm. can't get rid of it.
2: So why do why is it that that society, philosophy, and religion try to sell us the concept that we die? Is it because well, of a lack of society understanding? is
3: based on the death principle. Did you ever stop to think about that? Mm-hmm. Philosophy itself is about death. Oh, it's sure. based on the, the death principle. So, it, so is society.
2: But you uh, see, I, I think at PMH that, that we are still caught in the canons of days gone by where we did not have any knowledge of quantum physics. Uh, Einstein wasn't around way back then when... All these people got together and decided that this is the way society was going to look at life and death in the future.
3: Well, you know, w- w- for the most part at least, mm-hmm. we didn't have any real concept uh, of of the kinds of things we do now th- through quantum mechanics and quantum physics and this kind of thing. You know, w- w- we had no concept basically that everything is made up of... Something smaller and something smaller and something smaller. Uh, that, that, you know, once any kind of, of particles or quarks or, or energy factors mm-hmm. have been in uh, contact with each other, they can never be parted. It doesn't matter if they're billions of miles away, they'll react and respond to each other. You know, we, we didn't understand then the things like the observer principle and all these kinds of things we now at least have some kind of handle on or some kind of appreciation of. So, therefore, in our societies, we built up around survival. Yep. We we built up around support. We built up around education and, finally, manufacturing and businesses and buildings and cities and governments. And step by step, our societies became more and more complicated. Well, in complicating the picture, which in some ways made it better and easier uh, to live, basically – um, we lost track of who we are, what we are as as, as people, as, as individuals. And in losing track of that, we came fix, uh, fixated on, on on the idea of death. And, and if you look through our cultures, it doesn't matter if it's the Russian culture or the uh, culture in Kenya, Africa, or Brazil, or the United States, Canada, it doesn't matter what culture. It, it's all based on laws and rules and regulations and fears and beliefs that can trace their their basics back to this thing of, ooh, what do we do if we die, you know?
2: I believe that death is underrated. <laughs> I, I really do, because I, I look at this lifetime. When I was born... April, many years ago. This is when the chapter, this chapter of the, the book of Rob McConnell started. And when I pass into the next chapter is when this chapter will be closed.
0: Right,
3: you just keep going and you keep going Good. like the Energizer Bunny.
2: I need to get my battery
3: charged. <laughs> you know things like reincarnation well maybe reincarnation works like we think it does maybe it does not but in some capacity we do indeed go on and on Uh, there doesn't seem to be any end to that in some form the bible the christian bible uh, has a good clue for that, that, that really sets well with what we're now finding through research, or at least the suggestion of what we're finding. It and wasn't. in the Christian Bible it says very plainly, we are gods in the making. And and if you take a look at that, then, then you can compare it to what our esoteric communities are saying, what our different spiritual groups are saying and revealing. And that and that's the idea that we are co-creators with the Creator, that we are all divine beings currently mm-hmm. living in a physical body on the earth plane, but our bodies are not our identity. They're not our true identity.
2: Well, you our... know, in, in the Bible it said, and God said, let us make man in our image.
3: Yeah, and notice
2: when it said our, oh, you are. That's right. <laughs> Not uh, mine, no. our. <laughs> that's right, that's right. And you know what? If we are created in the image of God, then we ourselves are gods.
3: Well, we're certainly gods in the making.
2: Yes. Now, I don't mean to be disrespectful to any of our listeners out there. That is just a a way of perceiving the what is written, because I, I think that we have to stop and re-examine what was written, how it was written, when it was written, and the perception of those who wrote what, what we read as written.
3: Well, it, it, if you get that larger view of the various sacred texts, mm-hmm. then you get this quantum physics kind of view of the world. Yep. You really do. I don't care if you're re- reading the Koran or the Bhagavad Gita or the Christian Bible. I, I don't care what it is you're reading. If you really look at what you're really reading and let it sink through, you're getting this massive picture of what life is, what our world is, what our universe is, and what God may indeed be. So it it, it gets very exciting. And, you, you know, when I give talks... On the near-death experience, and I just got back from a seminar and two talks and a workshop on the near-death experience in the in Tucson a
2: partridge, area in a pear tree
3: yeah, all of that stuff. Yeah. Um, I really like to stretch people's minds I, 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 because that's where the research takes you mm-hmm. you know I'm not making anything up
2: no, I know you're not
3: uh, if, if, if you if you just look at what we have to view, you begin to get this picture, this very massive picture of what life may really be. You know. PMH
2: Atwater, I hate to do this too, my dear friend, oh, but okay. we've got to go for a news break. Please stand by. PMH Atwater is our special guest. www.pmhatwater.com and uh, we're talking about near-death experiences. She is the author of the big book of near-death experiences, the ultimate guide to what happens when we die. One eight seven seven five two eight eight two five five is toll-free throughout the U.S., Canada, Alaska, and Hawaii. My name is Rob McConnell, and this is the Exone. And we're live and around the world from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, on the Exone, uh, on the Exone radio show, on Exone TV, Talkstar Radio, and on shortwave. Don't go away. Chasing 120 by Monty Wolverton. Get your copy today at www.ptm.org forward slash 120 or on amazon.com. The ability to access the knowledge of the universe is much easier for us to access than we may believe. Brad Johnson, Conscious Matrix Communicator, is one of these unique individuals who is able to access a strong connection to the universal mind. Through his connection, Brad has assisted thousands of clients from all over the world through natural intuitive assistance. The intuitive information received is vast, covering a wide range of subjects. Brad's innate ability includes being able to access one's own universal matrix to help them realize their potential to create a life of profound greatness. One-on-one private sessions with Brad Johnson are available to anyone from around the world. Brad is also a proficiently trained psychic, Akashic Records reader, and online spiritual teacher, founder of his own unique and powerful healing system, Body Regeneration Healing, as well as a professional conscious channeler in communication with his own higher self-consciousness, known as Adranus. For more information or to book a service appointment with Brad Johnson, visit his website at www.consciousmatrix.com. That's www.consciousmatrix.com. ConsciousMatrix.com You're listening to the X-Zone Radio Show live and around the world on the Talk Star Radio Network. Visit us online at www.xzone-radio.com When I'm floating around the universe, I always try to tune in to Rob McConnell. Hey ho there, Community Frog on Sesame Street. When I want to find out what's going on with UFOs or ghosts, I listen to the X
3: Zone with Rob McConnell.
2: This is Les Corrigan from Target Internet Development. You're listening to Rob McConnell on the X Zone Radio Show. This is John Hoag, prophecy scholar, and you're listening to Rob McConnell in the X Zone. Welcome to the X Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. You said I was in my a lot of life before me and a moment came that stopped me on a dime I spent most of the next days looking at the x-rays and talking about the options and talking about sweet time I asked him when it sank in that this might really be
3: the real end how's it hit you when you get that kind of news, man, what you do, and he said, I went skydiving, I went my Mountain
2: That someday I hope you get the chance to live like you would die. And welcome back to the Exxon. My name is Rob McConnell, and we are coming to you live and around the world on the Talk Star Radio Network. One eight seven seven five two eight eight two five five is toll free. That's one eight seven seven five two eight TALK. All right, you've asked for it. People have sent me emails saying, Rob, how come you're not doing the top five signs anymore? All right, Exonation, Nation, you want the top five signs? We're going to do them each and every night. Uh, let me see. The top five signs your favorite pitcher is having an affair. Number one, exchanges signs with the catcher, then the girl in the front row. Number two, there's lipstick on his rosin bag. Okay. Any uh, Anyone else notice his locker smells like Chanel? Number four, has two cell phones labeled home and away. And number five, declares his new nickname as Mork. To go along with his Mindy. That's the top five signs your favorite pitcher is having an affair. And this portion of the Exxon radio show is being brought to you by Amethyst Wild and her website, Answers from Your Angels. If you'd like to get your ans- answers from your angels today, visit Amethyst Wildfire at www.answersfromyourangels.com or her other website at amethystwildfire.com. PMH Outwater is our special guest. She is the author of The Big Book of Near-Death Experiences, The Ultimate Guide to What Happens When We Die. And is there any difference when it comes to a near-death experience that a child has to a middle-aged person to a senior has, PMH?
3: The pattern of the experience is the same. It doesn't matter how old you are, uh-huh. and the after-effects are the same. The difference is how a child handles that.
2: How does a child handle it? it, Does a child handle it uh, much more securely and with more confidence than an adult does?
3: Well, not necessarily. It's sort of, kind of, sort of. A a child compensates. Mm -hmm. A child does not integrate. They'll alter, they'll adjust, they compensate. You know, a child's job is to survive, to grow, and to learn. That's, That's their job. Uh, they don't get around to integrating things usually until their are late teens or usually in adulthood, right. like maybe 20, 30 years later. So a child doesn't make con- uh, connections between how different they are or, you know, how different the world seems to be, mm-hmm. uh, their different abilities. They don't make any connections between how they are now versus, you know, what happened way back when. It's not until they get much older, and then they're able to make those connections.
2: PMH, can we learn anything from a child's near-death experience that we can't from an adult's or a senior's?
3: Well, I'm not quite sure how you mean that, but right. what I can say mm-hmm. is with a child, I believe, especially a young child, is much more impacted by the after effects of the near death experience than an adult is. At least it's more visible. We can see it right away, especially where intelligence is concerned. Um, the younger the t- child, the greater the jump in intelligence afterward. You know, that's one of the markers of a near death experience. No longer, uh, no matter how long the individual is without vital signs, uh, that's no brainwave function, no breathing, no, no pulse beat. Um, when they come back, there is little or no brain damage. You know, the the average time out, that Mm -hmm. is to say without vital signs, is from 5 to 20 minutes. That's average. Now, we know the brain must have oxygen within about 3 or 4 minutes, or there can be brain damage. Well, again, little or no brain damage with, with most experiencers. What we have in fact, is brain enhancement. They come back smarter than they were before. Now, again, this is especially visible with children. We can get huge, giant jumps in intelligence uh, in math, in music, uh, these kinds of things uh, to the point of genius and beyond. So, um, yes, we can learn that. We can also learn through how a child begins to handle their near-death experience because, you know, they don't have the same before and after that an adult has. So many times if they're really young, they'll tend to imprint to the other side rather than this side. So they'll grow up feeling foreign, or maybe they were born on another planet, or somehow they just don't fit in. They they don't realize that what they're feeling, the differences they're feeling, is really typical and normal to the experience. The average child comes back more mature, somehow wiser than they were before. The average adult comes back younger or more childlike after their experience, a little bit more innocent. So it tends to cross in that way. That the adult comes back more childlike, the child comes back more adult like. And that certainly is true. Um and, and you know, it goes on and on. And sure. I would advise people just to get the book they want to know more about children and how tricky and kind of different these these cases can be. Mm-hmm. I would invite them to get the um My book, The New Children and Near-Death Experiences, and I go quite in-depth, even further than I do in the big book of near-death experiences, about the child experiencer and some of the really kind of tricky things they go through. And I'm saying tricky again because, um, you know, a child is not really in control of their environment. And because of that, what they face can be a little odd.
2: Now, but what I'm saying, uh, P, uh, PMH, is, for example, adults and seniors talk about the tunnel. They talk about the learning experiences. They talk about their family meeting them on the other side. This, And some also talk about a deity. Uh, Christians talk about uh, Jesus meeting them on the other side. Children Who have not had the experience of the learning process where adults and seniors have, do they bring anything new? Do they bring proof that there may be life before life?
3: Well, as much as an adult does because an adult brings that back as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, Children, if they're very young, seldom have a complicated or a lengthy scenario usually their scenarios are very short. Um, well over 70% of, of the kids in my research base um, usually only experience like one or two or three elements in their experience, and that's all there was to it. Really? Something like the friendly dark or the loving nothingness or a special voice or quick in-and-out-of-body experience mm-hmm. or maybe being met by a greeter of some, some kind. And that's all there was to it. It, it's usually not until around puberty that young people will have these longer and more complicated scenarios. But, but you know, I, I want to remind everybody that it that it's not the length of the scenario, it's not how complicated it is, or how magical it is, or how spiritual it is. It, it it's the intensity. The intensity of the, of the experiences near as I have been able to observe, Mm -hmm. that's what causes or seems to foster the spread of after effects. And those after effects are just as physical as they are psychological. The, they're, numerous after effects, a lot of them. So I really, you know, encourage people to just start digging around in my books. And then there's phases, clearly four phases a person goes through, child or adult, in, in beginning to integrate or handle the experience to begin to live with those after effects.
2: Which are? What are the four phases?
3: Well, the first one is usually the first three years. It's, mm-hmm. it's like you're still on the other side. You know, you're, you're you're still in that place, or it seems like you are. You want to. You're very evangelical. You want to tell the whole world there's no such thing as death, and God really is. Um, you're the most loving, the most caught up yet in the whole experience and what it means to you. And then the following four years after that, that's when all of a sudden. It, it, it occurs to you that, hey, you really are back on earth. You really are living in a body again. There really are other people around you. And there's a job, there's employment, there's work, there's relationships, there's families. And it's, you know, it's high time that yeah, you started paying attention to others. And this is where healing gets very much involved, service, volunteering, uh, a person begins then to really start to move back into society. And then, you know, at, at the end of that three- and four-year segments, you come into that seventh year. And usually the seventh to the tenth year is when the individual has integrated the experience, or at least they think they have, that's when they tend to be the most uh, down-to-earth, you know, bringing it back down-to-earth. They're mm-hmm. still very different. Um, they still communicate differently, live a little bit differently. But, you know, they, they've returned to life as always, certainly in a more spiritual way, in a, in, a, in a more open and broad way. But they're very much a part of the earth world by then, and being a citizen and, you know, going ahead with life as always.
0: The,
3: what catches near-death experiencers is that, that that seventh year, which we often call our the first birthday, is it, it's not over. We think it's over. We think, oh, by golly, we've finally figured out what to do with this stuff and how to live it and what kind of person we're going to be, and, you know, how to communicate. And, you know, we've got it figured out. We're we're integrated. We're back in society, and it's working. It's absolutely working. We have a better life, and we feel better, and, you know, we've been able to put together all the puzzle pieces. But then at about somewhere between the 14th to 20th year, it's different with different people, Then uh, that fourth phase begins, and that really hits you. Um, Most people, it hits pretty hard. It's like they start having problems with money and hormones, maybe with their health, Mm. maybe in their job. They start to reassess their experience. Was it worth it uh, with all the things they went through afterward in adjusting? Did they really... You know, were they really able to do it right or in a way that feels good to them? Um, so you're really reassessing. Are you losing your abilities? Were you able to bring heaven back to earth? Uh, did you fail? How do you feel now about your experience after all these years have passed.
2: PMH, please stand by. We've got to take our final break for this hour. PMH Atwater is our special guest. She is the author of The Big Book of Near-Death Experiences, The Ultimate Guide of What Happens When We Die. Her website is www.pmhatwater.com. Still to come on tonight's show, Dr. Harold Katz, Robert Lancaster, and Tara Green, who will be doing tarot card readings for one and all, who give us a call at one 528 Eight two five five. My name is Rob McConnell. This is the X live and around the world on the Talkstar Radio Network, X TV, and on shortwave from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. I'd also like to remind everyone that in the uh, in the next couple of days, you're going to be seeing some changes on our websites. We're going to be uh, doing some more changes on our X Zone TV site at www.xzonetv.com and we also have some new merchandise on our merchandise website at www.xzonestore.com. Now if your organization has an event coming up that you would like us to talk about on the show just send me an email to xzone@talkstarradio.com. at talkstarradio.com give us the date, the name, the place and a, the name of a contact person will contact you, and uh, we'll talk about your special event coming up as long as it deals with um, facts between the world of the paranormal and the science of parapsychology. I'll be back with PMH Atwater as we continue right here on the Talkstar Radio Network. Don't go away. Oh. www.thexzonestore.com. With each new extreme weather event or terrorist act, it becomes increasingly obvious that we live in uncertain and challenging times. We all buy car insurance. Why not collapse and catastrophe insurance? Matthew Stein, an MIT-trained engineer and green builder, has written two outstanding books to help people prepare, plan for, and deal with everything from minor situations lasting a few days to full-on collapse. Matt's first book, When Technology Fails, is a manual for self-reliance, sustainable living, and surviving the long emergency. there's a wealth of totally free information posted at whentechfails.com, and author signed copies may be purchased at mattstein.com. That's www.wentechfails.com and www.mattstein.com. Chatwaters, our special guest, uh, one of the many books that this bright author has written. The big book of near death experiences, the ultimate guide to what happens when we die. How many books have you written, PMH?
3: I've written nine on my findings, but Mm -hmm. many other books as well. Done a lot of research on the new children, today's children, Uh, the the, the fifth world, the the root races, the different esoteric traditions of God's plan for life on earth. Um, but I want r- right now to say again to your audience, I know I've said it to them before, so forgive me, but I want to say it again. The entire field of near-death studies has changed in the last two years because of four large clinical prospective studies done in three countries plus just a plethora of papers now published in peer-reviewed, jour- peer-reviewed journals. reviewed mm-hmm. journals today the near-death experience is the number one choice of scientists worldwide to study consciousness itself we now know that things like out-of-body experiences the dead come back visitors from the other side otherworldly otherworldly journeys are all normal and natural and typical to the phenomenon and are no longer relegated to things like oxygen deprivation or the dying brain theory or hallucinations or any of, any of those kinds of thoughts that these things might be causal. We, we now know that they're not only not causal, but the phenomenon that we um, uh, connect with the near-death experience are, are not part of this at all.
2: You know, if people want to know about near-death experiences and if they are real, all they have to do is talk to people who work in hospices.
3: Oh, my goodness, yes, or nurses, oncology. You know, the the, the whole medical field is just exploding. They're absolutely exploding. Did you know that today there are over 100 medical schools that teach classes on the near-death experience? Uh, Mayo Medical College? Yeah. And uh, of medicine, the, all first-year students are now required to take a class on the near-death experience. So we've gone beyond the idea that this is uh, imaginary or a fantasy or a hallucination or, you know, oxygen deprivation or, you know, people make it up. It's real. You know, we're far beyond that yeah. now. And, and the idea of the old myths. You know the light at the end of the tunnel. People go through a tunnel. All these kinds of things. We now know uh, that that really is a myth, in the sense that not that many people experience a tunnel, and that what we're really talking about is a very large type of of patterning of of consciousness, uh, consciousness, uh, vivid, coherent consciousness that can occur at the edge of death or after a person has died. So, you know, th- there's a lot of really good material out now.
2: PMH, we've just run out of time. You're going to be back in the future, my dear, oh, because really? you are the number one when it comes to near-death experiences in my book.
3: Okie-dokie.
2: PMH, well, take care of yourself, everybody my friend. Bye. Bye-bye now. www.pmhatwater.com I'll be back on the other side of the news with Dr. Harold Katz as the Exxon continues live and around the world from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada.
0: On talk- Boost your mood in New Jersey. Surprise yourself with new wonders. Stroll beaches and boardwalks. Discover places to dine and catch up with friends. See inspiring art, culture, and history, too. Savor sea breezes and explore all the treasures nature has waiting for you. Rise to the call of adventure or catch a wave into the ocean blue. Find it all at VisitNJ.org. Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right. One month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today.